Welcome to The Faithful Podcast. I'm Keely Scott, and we are so glad that you are here. A new live recording of Faithful's Go and Speak album is releasing next month on May the 6th. To celebrate, we wanted to share some unreleased conversations that happened down the hall at the live recording. Today, we'll hear an amazing conversation between authors Ruth Cho Simons, Trillia Newbell, and fellow author, singer-songwriter Jenny Owens. It's a rich time as they discuss the love of God and what that actually means for us, how repentance both challenges and equips us to love our neighbor, and why it's important to sing in the dark. Let's listen in. Well, I am so glad to be joining you with my good friends, Jenny and Ruth, and my name is Trillia, and we are going to be talking about something pretty amazing, the love of God. I mean, who doesn't (laughs) want to think about and sit in and dwell on Mm -hmm. the love of God, and who doesn't need that topic? So one of the things that I thought we'd just start out by is just saying, what does the love of God mean to you? So how Mm -hmm. has God affected you by uh, thinking of Him as love, who he is. So whoever would like to start, let's see, I'll, I'll pick on you. Jenny, I want you to start. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I, I think of one of the things, so, you know, I'm in seminary right now. And yeah. one of the things that I have learned, love, learning, wow, I can't talk this morning. Apparently <laughs> not right. enough coffee. Okay. <laughs> one of the things I've loved learning about God's love is how much it encompasses. So it encompasses his deep passion for us that, that, you know, makes him pursue us and run after us, but also his compassion, Mm. um, his ability to see the unseen. And so no matter how unseen we feel, he is coming after us, but also his discipline Mm. and his holiness, like all of that is, you know, encompassed in his love. I mean, it all comes together. So I think when I'm thinking about how to love others, yeah. it, the challenge for me is always, okay, it's not just about being polite or nice mm-hmm. or kind. Mm-hmm. It is really about pursuing and loving and being generous and being just, you know, being oh, like meeting, yeah, <laughs> meeting people where they are just as uh, Jesus has met me where I am over and over again. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, good, Jenny. It is. You know, I, I think about how we have such a finite definition of love, and mm-hmm. it's so trite. So when we say God loves you or the love of God, what we mm-hmm. kind of think of, unfortunately I do, like I think of like a Hallmark card mm-hmm. and a teddy yes. bear, and there's yes. like a little <laughs> bag of chocolates to go with it, and it's like, oh, you know, yes. and it, it feels yes. like warm and and a little bit like just a warm hug. And it's yeah. not that God does not actually embrace and show that picture of like that embrace and that shelter beneath his wings, right? We mm. do have that imagery, but the love of God starts with the character of God. It mm. doesn't start with my feelings. Yeah, it can't true. start with how do I feel about the idea of love? Because we all have a different definition based on how we experienced it, mm. what it is you know, we all have different fathers in our lives. Like the idea of a father's love may not be equal in Mm -hmm. all of our lives. And we might have a tainted idea of what it is to receive love. Um, Some, for some people, love might be like we're showered with gifts. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it might mean that, you know, um, I had a dad who showed his love by fixing everything, like fixing Mm -hmm. things and not, Mm -hmm. and, but some people feel love by um, having a big, long, quality time conversation. So mm. we can't start with our definition. We have to start right. with the character of God mm-hmm. and who He says He is because everything about God is encompassed in the love of God. Mm-hmm. And so Absolutely. we have to look at all of it just like Jenny said. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can't remember the definition, but I, I saw and read something once about 
that this it's it's like never ending there's mm-hmm. a there's a term that i cannot think of but that's what i think is unimaginable mm-hmm. like i can't think of of not trying to earn something right yes. so like yes. with our friends you're you are faithful or you yes. but if you do anything wrong you're you're it's it's like you have to earn it back right mm-hmm. like yeah, there's right. this earning well, when I think about the love of God, I can't help but think about the gospel mm-hmm. and think about this, like, the the idea that we don't earn his favor. Mm-hmm. What? You know? Yeah, right. Like, I don't get yeah. it yeah. because yeah. I think earning, even with my kids who I love so much, right. I can I can hold grudges or I can yeah. kind of, oh, I remember just last yes. week you did. Yeah. But God doesn't do that. He doesn't hold these accounts. He says our sins are forgiven from all the way from the east to the west. I don't fathom. I can't yeah, fathom yes. that. I wish no. I were more like that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, yeah. and I think on top of that, we sometimes think of like as a believer, it can be easy for us to get a little academic about it and go like, mm-hmm. at least it is for me. I can say, well, God loves me because he has to. It's unconditional. <laughs> and it's yeah. it's this like rigid idea of like, I get theological about it, but it's really God's favor, right? When we talk yeah. about grace, yeah. when we talk about God's mercy, when we talk about the love of God, it's his favor. It's actually delight and yeah. a pursuit. Yeah. It is a, like, not that you're just some nameless person in the crowd, but mm-hmm. specifically Jenny. He's like, I love you. Yeah, Zephaniah like, says he sees yes. over us. And, yeah. and that yeah. that's hard for some of us mm-hmm. to embrace. And Absolutely. I think that um, for some people, that's all they might think about and ignore the other attributes, but, mm-hmm. but for sometimes for me, it's easy for me to get really um, like theological about it mm-hmm. and forget that God desires, mm-hmm. desires to mm-hmm. have a relationship with me. And that love absolutely. is like, he wants to put that on display. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful that he did through yeah. his son, Jesus, and that God is love, as you have said. And we can just go to, I mean, there are so many scriptures. I don't even know where to tell you because I think, <laughs> right. well, but I can't think of first, I can't help but think of first John. What were yeah, you thinking? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. First John three sixteen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is how we have come to know love. Like mm-hmm. it's, I mean, what is more beautiful than that, than the gospel that he laid down mm-hmm. his life for us. Mm-hmm. And we should also lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. So like we're compelled by his sacrifice. We're compelled by the, that, that love that would lead him to give everything mm-hmm. leads us to then, you know, withhold nothing um, mm. from others in, in our space. So mm. um, I sometimes yeah, I wonder that. what would it be like if we kind of, for lack of a better word, marinated in the thought of how much God's love is overwhelming. Like mm-hmm. how would that affect our days, mm-hmm. right? You know, how would we live differently today if I spent more time thinking on the love of God yes. than what it is that God desires from me? Right. Well, I right? think you'd I mean, stop thinking about yourself. Yeah. Like, right? Absolutely. Like, yeah. is it Tim yeah. Keller or, or maybe C.S. Lewis? I don't remember. Is that it? <laughs> I think they kind of, bar- of he borrowed from her. Yeah. Yeah. Him. Um, it's not that we think less of ourselves, we think of ourselves less. Yeah. Yeah. And I do yeah. think that when we're dwelling on the love of God, we can mm-hmm. think of ourselves less. Yes. And Absolutely. we won't be nasal gazing at all of our yes. sin. Yes. And yes. we'll be enjoying him yes and enjoying that relationship that we get to mm-hmm. we get to have right yes. not we that we have to have like he doesn't have to have love us like you just said mm-hmm. he, he does because oh, of yeah. who he is and so yep. what a joy what a yeah. i mean what a blessing um but one of the things that you mentioned and i think this was you ruth um that actually 
I do. My father passed away when I was 19 and he was my best friend and he didn't love perfectly, but he did love us. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that the Lord did, I didn't become a Christian until the age of 22. So mm-hmm. I did my thing until then. <laughs> whatever the thing was. And (laughs) then at the age of 22, I came to know the Lord. One of the first things he actually did was reveal to me that he is my father. Mm. And because I felt like an orphan in some ways Mm -hmm. and a fatherless for sure. Sure. And and that was a sweet kind of this adoption that I was adopted into a a family of God, Mm -hmm. like we're sisters. I think it's such a blessing. And that he would love us so much that he would adopt us into a family. Yes. Like I could cry. Right. Yeah. Like, yes. I think it's just remarkable yeah, that right. he would usher us into a family mm-hmm. and what love mm-hmm. would yeah. do that. And so, and because my dad, who was my best friend, um, was no longer available to speak to, there was something about this relationship this relational aspect mm-hmm. of God, that mm-hmm. he isn't far off, that he draws mm-hmm. near to the brokenhearted, yeah. and that I could go to him as mm-hmm. my father. Goodness, yeah. I, don't. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't so know good. I needed this yeah. for my own heart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was just so wonderful yeah. and glorious and also unfathomable. Mm-hmm. Like yes. The God of the universe loves mm-hmm. us so much that he adopts us into his family. Mm-hmm. And so if there is someone who's fatherless, I do pray that yeah. that blesses and encourages you mm-hmm. as much as it's blessing and encouraging sure. <laughs> yes. just and to think about so that. And that's so beautiful. And truly, the thing is, you were able to see that love through the word of God. You didn't yeah. create that definition. Oh, you no. weren't like, hey, let me see what it is that I need and fashion God into that. Mm-hmm. It's that he says that about himself. He says, call me Abba Father, you know, yeah. like cry out. Like I, like we are adopted. That is the language that he uses. And so yeah. I, um, I actually recently just wrote about this that is coming in a book, but you know, my dad, before he became a believer withheld that tenderness from me, mm. if I didn't do what I was supposed to do. And mm. one of the stories that I tell is that, um, you know, it wasn't it. He was trying to be mean. He just didn't respond to me when mm. I didn't finish the dishes. Mm. And so that shaped my thinking because if I don't go to the word of God and understand what, how perfect a father God's, God is and mm. how his love is perfect, then I would go, well, how do I have God as a father when my father mm. isn't really interested in me unless I get these things done? And this is, you know, before he knew Christ. And, but I just mean like that established something strange in my mind thinking, if I don't, you know, have my quiet time. Can yep. I really even come yep. to him? Right. Does he actually still love me? Mm. And so that's why it's so important. And that's, I think that's where that tenderness and the tears come from, knowing that this doesn't change. It just, it's mm. not going to go, you know, what you just proclaimed about God's love, that's not going to change tomorrow, Mm-mm. depending mm-hmm. on how you feel. That's the truth declared in the word of God. And you don't have to go make that up. You don't have to go redefine it yourself. God's love is the leading storyline of the entire Bible, mm-hmm. and he's putting it on display for all of us who, at, for different reasons, don't understand how it's possible that mm-hmm. we could be loved when we haven't felt that fullness of love in human relationships. I love yeah. that. And Jenny, you have a book coming out too, 
Songs in the Dark? Yes. Oh, I said yes. it right. Singing in the Dark. Singing. Yep. Oh, I said it wrong. <laughs> That's good Singing enough. Singing in the Dark. And yeah. And is there any And we talk a love? lot about love in that book. Yeah. Yes, what, tell, I would love to hear what you talk about. Well, you know, one of the things that um, I was so compelled about as I was uh, by, as I was reading these scriptures that we talk about in the book is just how this love, kind of exactly what you guys are saying, this love also with the confidence that comes from this love, we can move out into the world and serve and love and kind of take on even the most challenging situations. So even in Mm. our darkness, even in our difficultness, you know, for some of us, a darkness might be like for me, you know, I have physical blindness. So there's, there's this literal darkness, Mm. but for others of us, you know, maybe there is uh, a terminal or chronic illness, or maybe there is the loss of a loved one, or um, maybe there's just just the, the sheer fact that we don't get to sit across the table from God mm-hmm. and and commune with Him face to face means that there is some uh, some element of darkness in our mm-hmm. lives, right? We can't say, see our way clearly, and so to know that just because of his love and because of how that does infuse everything and including our, our hearts and, and lives and how it is surrounding us, we can go out into the world. We can face our darkness knowing that we uh, we serve a loving God who will even work that darkness mm. for his glory and our good. And that is so good. Yeah, that, that really just gives me hope. And it also then means because we have this love to always fall on, because we have this love to always rest in, mm-hmm. we can also be honest and and speak uh, challenging and difficult things when we need to, or even just speak the love of Jesus to people, you know, maybe who would mm-hmm. kind of say, what is this weird thing that you believe, you know? And mm-hmm. so to know that we can go out and do that because we are uh, not compelled by fear or like you were talking about just uh, that, that God is going to be angry with us yeah, if we right, don't, but we can right. be moved and motivated by this powerful love that, that yeah. basically sends us out because it's, it's contagious. I mean, and, and it's, to me, it's not unlike if you are maybe dating someone or you've just gotten married and you have this you know, you want to love everyone when in your, when you're in that state because you're just feeling so warm and wonderful because you've been happy for everyone. Yes, yes, you're just so happy. You're on cloud nine all the time, and I, I you know, maybe a little uh, overstated, but I think with with the Lord's love, what we can also know is that that is it is real and it doesn't fade and it doesn't change because he doesn't change. Mm. And so what we can, what we have the opportunity to do is to really take that gift of love and and like, let it be in every part of our being so that we do actually love everyone that way. That is so good. And it made me think of, you have a bunch of bear cubs, (laughs) a bunch of sons. Yes, I do. And as you, as Jenny was talking about going out into the world, even Mm. though this is not the world. It's in your little home. But, and as you were talking about your father and that experience, I wonder if it's changed the way you love your sons. Yeah. So I have six boys, Jenny. I don't know. Yeah. If you know that. Oh, my um, I have six sons and uh, my oldest is just turned 19 and my youngest is seven. So we have a wide range That's of, fun. I mean, <laughs> it's a lot of testosterone oh, in yes. this house, no girls. And, um, you know, I think I'm constantly aware that as I raise these young men, I want them to be men of valor and I want them to know bravery and I want them to um, be steadfast, but I want them to be tender and yes. I want them to understand that they are not reflecting a world's image of what it is to be a man, but God's image mm-hmm. of what it is to be a man. And ultimately, um, 
there is a tenderness and a loving and a unconditional love, a sacrificial love that God the Father embodies mm-hmm. that um, they will know through scripture, but mm-hmm. has to see, be, they have to see it yeah. in Troy mm-hmm. and me. And mm-hmm. so, you know, one of the best ways that I can demonstrate how I'm an imperfect version of replicating that love, but I want to be, is if I, you know, hypothetically speaking, if I go through the house and yell at somebody, you know, sometimes that happens (laughs) occasionally, but if that happens to like stop and go, you know what, my utter joy, my absolute joy is not going to be found by making sure everybody cleans their rooms the way Mm -hmm. they're supposed to today. Mm -hmm. If the love of God informs what I really need in my heart, then I can start there and not yell to get my way. And so then I reset my thoughts and think, God's love is enough for me. Mm-hmm. Not the clean house, not the obedient children, not the mm-hmm. Saturday going exactly the way I want it. So mm-hmm. then I can go back to my kids and say, hey, um, I kind of went through this house <laughs> acting like God's love isn't enough. Mm-hmm. And that what's enough is when everybody does, does what I say and does it my way. Mm-hmm. And then I repent. Yeah. And then I say, Guys, we are fallen and imperfect, and we're yeah. always going to search mm-hmm. for love and satisfaction our own way. Mm-hmm. And I happen to want it in the form of like all the laundry put away. But you know, <laughs> but this is an opportunity for us to remember God can't, like sent Christ so that we might see how we could be fully a hundred percent restored and satisfied in Him, and not seeking our own way mm-hmm. to make sense of everything. So. Yeah, that's so good. So good. Uh, yeah, as you were talking, I we haven't said explicitly, but God commands us to love him with all our hearts, mm-hmm. mind, soul, and strength mm-hmm. and to love our neighbor as ourselves. Mm-hmm. And this is his command to us and I think one of the hardest commands <laughs> in all of scripture that's summed up mm-hmm. sums up all the law, right? Mm-hmm. Is everything is really bound up in the way that we love one another. Mm-hmm. And so to one I've heard one theologian and say that it's like we're tearing off our skin, which is kind of gross to think about, but mm-hmm. and putting the skin of our neighbor on. Mm-hmm. And every good thing, every every advance, every whatever you think that we want for ourselves, mm-hmm. we now want for our neighbor. Mm-hmm. Every good thing. And mm-hmm. so um well, we've all felt. So yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad you brought up repentance. That's where I'm going. Yeah. Because I just think we all fall short. We all fell miserably in this. And and it, I'm glad that we can go before God and say, mm-hmm. I, I messed up. I'm on my floor. Just I failed. I completely did not hit this mark here and receive forgiveness. If we confess our sin, he's faithful yeah. and just to forgive right. us and to purify us. Right. And so I'm grateful for that. You were going to say something. Well, I was just going to say, isn't it amazing as we're even sharing and I'm listening to each of you, that's filling my tank up with like, oh, I forgot. Like, yes, dwell on that. Like what yes. Jenny just said, dwell on that. What Trillia just said, dwell on that. That's true. Mm-hmm. So when we dwell on the love of God, it actually softens our hearts and keeps mm-hmm. our repentant hearts supple enough mm-hmm. to respond that way. It's it's amazing how like the more we think about the love of God, the more quick we are to want to repent because he's so worthy. Absolutely. You know? And so it's funny how there are times when we're, you know, bringing up kids, you might say, you know, apologize, make that right. You know, mm-hmm. you want to command that response first, but we as parents and we as 
parents who need Jesus ourselves, to start at the place of like, what do you, why do you not have to like strive? Why do you not have to like per- perfect everything? Why do you need to, mm. to, well, how can you not manipulate things? Well, because God's love is enough and start there. Mm. And that compels you to make things right with your neighbor, mm-hmm. to repent, to step off your pedestal of I'm perfect and everybody has to do it my way. Yeah. And it just keeps us soft in our homes and our communities in this nation. Like we're going yeah. through a lot of things that could start at the place of God's love compels me yeah. to love others well. Yeah, absolutely. And that makes me think too of just, there is, I feel like kind of, you know, there are practices that we can develop in our mm. own personal journeys that help us to know and see uh, the love of God evidenced in the world, evidenced mm. in our lives, and to really respond to that. You know, I'm just thinking about like gratitude and mm-hmm. and being thankful and, and literally just thanking God for the thing, you know, for the evidence of his love yeah. that we see, whether it's the great cup of coffee that we had, or in my case, probably need another one of <laughs> Or, you know, whether it's just, you know, the, the love of our friends or, mm. um, you know, being um, that, I, that I'm from out of town now. I was staying with a friend this morning who just made me the best breakfast of <laughs> eggs and mm. veggies. And I was like, wow, oh, this goodness. is just so great. But it's like, yeah. thank you, Lord, for how you love us through mm. each other, you know. Mm. But but it's, it's that, those practices of like, um, you know, like one thing I've tried to do recently is, is sit down at night and and write down the things from my day that I am really thankful for mm. um, and kind of the evidence of, of God's love and, and praise him for those things. Yeah. Or or even just um, things like just being quiet, being still mm. for him or um, reading, you know, what he has said, his words. I mean, it's great. Like the Bible is one long love letter to right. us, right? right. So I, I love just the idea that um, we don't have to just go, okay, I'm going to feel this love today. You know, there will definitely be days when we don't, but there are ways to cultivate um, a deep sense of that love in our hearts. And, and it comes from not only listening and responding to him, but listening and responding to each other too. So absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to add just one real practical thing that's helped me is pray yeah. to talk mm-hmm. to him, to remind my heart of who he is, yes. but also <laughs> that I'm desperate for him yes, and that I need him in order to love my neighbor or to even believe this. We're we're here talking about faithfulness, right? Not, not in this conversation, but in this event. Right. And I I have to ask God to remind myself of who he is. Like you've been talking about the character of God. Mm. I will forget. (laughs) I will step off here and yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, Oh, we just had this discussion and now I'm already forgetting. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it's like preach to myself, pray to the Lord. Those are two things that I have to constantly do because I'm a leaky vessel and I forget so easily. And it also helps tender my, Mm -hmm. tenderize. That's Mm -hmm. kind of like neat. Yes. my own heart yes. <laughs> so that especially for other people to pray for enemies or pray mm-hmm. for those who um, harm me or hurt me. Anyways, that's just yeah. some of the two things that I was thinking mm-hmm. um, along with your very helpful uh, suggestion for us to for sure. write down things that we're grat- grateful for. Mm-hmm. Um, but this has just been such a delight mm-hmm. and such a joy to talk to you guys. And such so an encouragement. Yes. For sure. Yeah. Yes, I didn't, heart. Me yeah. too. I didn't know I needed it. So he's so good to do that. Mm-hmm. So guys, thank you so much for joining us. 